Hello, I'm Simon. And I'm Dan. And this is The Wikicast, a podcast where Wikipedia takes us to a random article each week and we talk about what we find. Dan, what are we talking about this week? This week, Simon, and I can't quite believe it, we are talking about note-taking. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. boy. Thank you, Wikipedia, for truly Here delivering. Here come damn study tubers. Mm, here <laughs> okay. we go. Right, hit me with it, Dan. What What is note-taking? I'm so, Simon, I'm so glad you've asked. It's note-taking, sometimes written as note-taking, with no hyphen, or note-taking, as two separate words, is the practice of recording information captured from another source. By taking notes, the writer records the essence of the information, freeing their mind from having to recall everything. Notes are usually commonly drawn from a transient source such as an oral discussion at a meeting Wikipedia, or a you, lecture. you've done it again. Jesus. Note-taking is a form of self-discipline. Oh? That's how they, that's I, how they uh, end the, the introduction. Okay. Quite a zen way yeah. of describing it. Yeah. Okay, right. So, the, so this, is the, this is a whole... How big is this article? Um, it's, it's bigger than you'd think. I've heard... Right, okay, mm, no, no. sure. How, yes. how many sections are we talking? Uh, look, we're talking, including uh, references and external links, there's 11 points, and point <laughs> five, <laughs> point 0.4 has a 4.1, and 5 goes up to 5.5. Ha- oh my god, was this written by Ruby Granger? Okay, right. Um, it's crazy. Hit me with it then, Dan. What is... what? what how, how is it even possible to write this much on note-taking? You, you, you write down it's not hard well, i think we should probably start with a bit of history the history of note taking it's ancient greece you see stars fill up the sky it is ancient greece some of are you kidding no <laughs> cool. of course it's ancient greece <laughs> note taking has been an important part of the human history and scientific development the ancient greeks developed um <laughs> hippomnema Hippomnema, I think it's hippomnema, personal records on important subjects. In the Renaissance and early modern period, students learned to take notes in schools, oftentimes producing beautiful volumes that served as reference works after they'd finished their studies. This is literally like a, a, a Troy McClure infomercial yeah. like, and, you know, film in The Simpsons yeah. that gets rolled out. In pre-digital <laughs> times, there were many kinds of notebooks used by adults, some of which included accounting waste books, marginalia and commonplace books hi i'm troy mcclaw hi i'm me from such titles as dial p for pencil and murder she note took Um, now it's time to go to the killing floor come to the killing floor jimmy um (laughs) it's not as bad as you might think it's more of a grill (laughs) philosopher john locke developed an indexing system which served as a model for commonplace books for example it inspired another book bell's commonplace book formed generally upon the principles recommended and practiced by Mr. John Locke nearly a century later. Can you do a favour for me? Can you control F and see how many times the word highlighter is used in this article? Highlighter. None. What? How can there be a thing about note-taking without highlighting? That's a key component. Nope. Not here. Ah, Unbelievable. Okay, right. I'm, okay, so after the history, this, you know, this is that rare article, Dan, where we actually just get sucked up into mm. actually mm. talking about it. But after the history, what comes next? Well, as you would have guessed, Simon, next comes cognitive psychology. 
Of course. Sorry, silly me. Note-taking is a central aspect of a, com- a complex human behaviour related to information management involving a range of underlying mental processes and their interactions with other cognitive functions. The person taking no- notes must acquire and filter the incoming sources, organise and restructure existing knowledge structures, comprehend and write down their e- explanation of the information and ultimately store and integrate the freshly processed material. The result is a knowledge representation and a memory story. Studies comparing the performance of students who took handwritten notes to students who typed their notes found that students who took handwritten notes performed better on examinations, hypothetically due to the deeper processing of learned material through selective rephrasing instead of word-for-word transcription, which is common when typing notes. I think the entire right hemisphere of my brain just conked out. Yeah. <laughs> I am, this is the driest moment. <laughs> most unnecessarily detailed oh my Wikipedia God. article we've if ever th- had. If you think that's dry, in the next, I say, so two subsections down, there's a, there's a paragraph on <laughs> linear note taking. There is then a subheading titled outlining. The first, right. it, it's just, it's a, it gives you an example of what outlining is. And as an example, you've got a capital, like you've got one point, first main topic. Then, like a carriage return. A subtopic carriage return. One detail. Two detail. Three detail. B subtopic. <laughs> it's just. It's incredible. You know. You know. He wrote this. This is Annie Edison from Community. There's somewhere out there. There's a real Annie Edison, and they they're editing Wikipedia. Everybody. <laughs> I can think of nobody else apart from maybe Leslie Nope, who would write something like this. Why does this need to exist? Is there anything in this article that grabs you, Dan? Is there anything that speaks to you? Because you 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 must have done your fair share of note taking in your time. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a particular method of note taking called the Cornell method. Have you heard of this? I have actually heard of this. Yeah, yeah I hate to admit it, it mentions it. Um, it also seems pretty dreary and dull. Uh, but that's the only thing that's leaped out of me, possibly because it's the only subheading that's hyperlinked and therefore it's blue. Oh, I see. That's, right, that's that's it really otherwise i think this might be this might win this could be more boring than that what 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 of us what are some of the choice wiki wikicast boring articles we've had um as in, but the thing is they have to be long and not just short you know they're not boring just because they're short right like the beijing guan 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 season uh, yep. was very boring because there was nothing but i mean in terms of list dull, of highways actual... number 221 yes that's got to be up we did the get a recession of 1949. On Mars. Yes, oh yeah, we well, did. The, 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 let's not even get into the crate, the, the, the recession episode. Oh, like, that sorry, was Taha dragged us. We're forgetting dragged episode. Us over that one. We're forgetting episode 16. What was episode 16? The history of rail transport in Mozambique. Mozambique. Oh, yeah. the all time. I think this may have pipped it though, Dan. <laughs> Which was the I week we after have... the week after Eudoxus. Which was you know, the crater on? The, the it was Mar- Mars, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Martian crater. Yeah. Oh, wow. Ladies and gentlemen of the readership, we are truly, truly bringing high-quality content to your ear holes right now. This is the stuff that you support us on Patreon for. This is the wow. stuff that make, gets us out of bed, makes us record this this, this podcast, because we just, we just wanted to learn about human knowledge. I mean, the whole idea behind this podcast was just like... We wanted talking points, didn't we? We wanted yes. Wikipedia to generate a talking point that we could just latch onto. And yes. it became our whole extra thing. We went from like 20 minute episodes nearly two years ago. We are coming very close to our two year anniversary. It has been pointed out to me. It's incredible. Um, and, you know, it was 20 minutes. And then since then, it's taken the, the religion of the readership. Clark Catholicism and the, and the Church of Mormon have 
really taken off. Mm. But at the end of the day, it is still based on a random seed, a random chance of what we're going to talk about. And we've had some bangers, but at the same time, sometimes we get stuff like this. Yeah. <laughs> so you take the good with the bad, you know? You do. Swings and roundabouts. Did you? So when you did note taking at uni, did you have like a particular technique that you used to follow? Because I definitely did when I did my uni level notes. I I know that I would I would be obsessive over it being really really neat and color coded. That was part of what made the note taking fun for me. I needed to find something that I could mm. effective, like almost like pseudo procrastination. I'd be like, oh, I think of this subheading is going to be green because uh, we're doing, the, you know. But otherwise, no, just kind of like a neatness and a, and a nice kind of orderly layout on the page. And I'd always make sure that whatever I was writing down, obviously, you know, was in my own words rather than just kind of splurging word for word what I was either hearing or reading at the time. I mean, like I remember when I did my, I peaked when I got to um, third year at university and I used for my revision notes exactly the same type of pen mm-hmm. and exactly the same colour coding and underlining sequence for every set of notes. It was all yeah. like a big consistent textbook and it was the heading of the whole module, the whole unit would be double underlined in red and then the sub, like each main section would be double underlined in blue and then the a subsection heading would be single underlined in blue and a sub-subsection headline would be underlined singly in red. And it was always like the same formatting for everything. Like mm-hmm. I, I made those 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 notebooks look like a goddamn work of art, if yeah. I may say so myself. They were my best ever notes. So I, I can get behind the idea of, you know, really investing time in note-taking, but possibly not to the level of Miss Edison, whoever wrote this this article. Oh, here's an interesting thing. What would you guess, you know, when you go to a Wikipedia article and you usually have some kind of image in the top right-hand corner? Yeah. What would you guess that image is for note-taking? Note-taking. Is it... Given a... how general, bearing it as a clue, given how ge- or maybe a, a, a bluff, um, how general this article is. Is it like an abstract cartoon of a notepad with a pencil writing lines on it? You couldn't be more wrong. Uh, Is it a real-life picture of a pencil with a notepad drawing curly lines on the pencil? Again, it's too... It's not specific enough, I'm afraid. Oh, my God. Uh, Is it it a photo or is it abstract? It is a photo or it's like a scan. Oh, is it like someone's revision notes? Is it something? Is is it? it, is, oh, it no, is, it is someone's notes. Is it someone's notes version of the article? No, but that would be brilliant. We need to do that. We need to replace <laughs> that photo. Somebody do this, please. Hmm. Somebody take a set of notes beautifully, then scan that and set it as the article. Um, including in the little top right where there's a picture, including a little sketch of your scan. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to do this, please. Be incredible. Uh, I don't know then. I, have, I, I don't know. I'm going to put you out of your misery and I'm going to tell you. You ready? Mm-hmm. It is President Jimmy Carter's notes from his private meeting with Pope John Paul II, October 6th, <laughs> 1979. Amazing. You would never in Why? a million years guess that. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Not a clue. Absolutely no idea. I think that's br- that has made this this page worthwhile. Oh my god! It's also taken me, me that long to realise. I suddenly looked at it and went, "Hang on a minute, <laughs> that's not any set of notes. That's that's Jimmy Carter's handwriting." Yeah, it's bizarre. Oh wow! 
that's really something holy smokes dan you pulled it out the bag with this one yet again more the church of mormon has delivered <laughs> incredible i'm just going to read you some of the notes he's made oh go on what's what's the let's get an insight into the mind of the president this is page seven of the notes or it could be page mm-hmm. one i think it's page seven <laughs> good stuff he writes in kind of shorthand so it's kind of hard to get a jit, but the first thing says meeting with Pope. <laughs> good, okay. good start, Jimmy. Great start. Great. Okay. Prefer to be alone. Difficulty in understanding English. Two months per year in country retreat. Difficulty in remembering humility and simplicity of Christ. China, Venice. <laughs> I can't read what the rest says. Then it says Philippines, majority. America's most Christian. With Europe, secularism. Need to key US, Europe. I don't think... uh, Whatever technique that Jimmy Carter is using here is totally opaque to anybody other than Jimmy Carter. I have no clue what this all means. There it is. I feel lonely. Not... (laughs) Oh, imagine how spooky it would be Imagine how spooky it would be if you suddenly start reading out and it goes, help, Daniel, yeah. more, help, yeah. I'm so lonely, so what cold. Would it be? No, and he'd sorry, and it would be like, um, they've uh, they've taken the thingies and the second hall. We cannot get out. <laughs> Gimli, no. They are you coming. You of them all. Yeah. Throw oh yourself in nuts next time and rid us of your stupidity. Pope John Paul II. Well, there we go, everyone. That's note-taking. I'm not going to read any more of this article because it is dull as sin. Speaking of needing God. And this will be my piece of the week. Drum roll, please. Oh, what a segue. What a segue. He's a professional. What is your choral piece of the week? Well, my choral piece of the week one—it's going to be—it's it's going to be an easy choice because I'm singing it tomorrow, and I'm so excited. Uh, I'm sweating right now, and will be until even song tomorrow. It's a piece by Kenneth Layton. Oh. It's a set of Canticles. Oh. It's only as—it's only as bloody uh, Col Mag, Collegium oh. Magdalene. What a tune. It's brilliant. It's an absolutely excellent piece of music. It will be added to the playlist uh, so listeners can can have a listen. But I'm singing that tomorrow and you'll never guess, Simon, what the accompanying anthem is for Evensong tomorrow. To go with those sets, those canticles. Yeah. Uh, drop, drop Slow Tears? No, by it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a different different composer, but it's equally banging. Uh, oh, is, um, is it a Wesley or is it a, is it an Exeter It's special? not, but that's a very good... It's a good suggestion. You're on the right track. Uh, Think Bearstow. Oh, I Shat Brown Under His Shadow. Let All Mortal Flesh. Oh, the other the other one mm, mm. <laughs> that everybody knows. Oh, banging tunes. Banging Absolutely. Tunes. Which, of the, which of the Cole Mag... Do you prefer the, the Magnificat or the Nunc? Because bear, bear in mind in your answer that the Nunc has that the tweeest moment. Like Claw, the, the campus... To the and to the sun. I think I would have to say I enjoy the Magnificat more because it's just so yeety to give it a technical musical term. Um, yeah, lots of Schwartz Sandos in it. Like you really yes. like, you could you you dial it back and then you come surging back at the end of a phrase. It is such a good piece. That's going to be in my head. That's now. then also being that's being followed by the long lay mess on an L on Sunday morning. 
Ah, it's mm-hmm. not as good as the it's not as good as the VN, but it is a banger. It is a banger. Tell you what, Pixel Girl was singing the other day. She was singing um, just randomly. I think it's Dyson and D, the oh, one yeah. where the, uh, the the Gloria kicks in with the Sopranos. That is the. Oh um, no, that's um, that's Howls. That's Howls. oh, is that the Cole Reg? That's Cole Reg, I think, or St. Paul's. Uh, no, I think it is Cole Reg. I think. Yeah. Glory be to the Father. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's Cole Reg. I'll pop that if that isn't already on the playlist. You should. You've got to put that in as well. Absolutely. Because that's yeah. that's an all-time banger. Howls, bless And it can be plugged because King's College Cambridge have recently released a new album this week. Oh, topical. And it includes the Magnificat from Howl's Cole Reg orchestrated. Ooh, is it on Spotify? It's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's called oh. Howl's Cello Concerto and an English Mass. And it's also got the um, Cole Reg Te Deum. Oh, well, I'm going to be listening to this later. That's amazing. It is, it is epic. Are you getting FOMO, by the way? Because obviously, this is the, probably the appropriate corner to talk about this. Uh, obviously, Ex University Chapel Choir are currently on their annual tour. They are, yeah. It's weird. It does this is the first weird. one that you've not been on, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. They've gone to Germany. It feels they very are... strange. We, uh, yeah, the choral scholars did. So we, the, Michael used to put together a small group of folk. In fact, they were featured. It was featured in the vlogs a couple of times, many moons ago. Um, St. Martin's... Yeah, yeah. Um, the little St. Martin's consorts we do, um, which feature some really brilliant you and me questioning Michael's rubbish that he churns out every week. Um, yeah. Thank you for the lovely weather today. We'll just be yeah. like, oh, it's both, it's we're both, both in unison, just slowly turn our heads going, what the f*** are you on about? <laughs> so the choral, the choral scholars of Exeter Cathedral did it this uh, this Monday in situ of uh, the chapel choir. And... Uh, it was brilliant. Hamish, the organ scholar, conducted and he he did his own little spiel and things. And we sold more CDs than we normally do, bearing in mind it's the chapel choirs on the CD, not us. <laughs> yeah. um, it's really weird. We made, we made like 70-something quid. And wow. Like, oh, that, that's quite good. Well, well done us, not the chapel yeah. choir, because well, yeah, it was us weird, that but... sold those CDs. Yeah. Oh, wow. But yeah, no, I'm getting massive FOMO because they, they are... They are going to the same places that they went on my first chapel choir tour to Germany. Yes, whereas you didn't go to time. Germany. No, did that you? was before. That was before um, me. Uh, so yeah, it's I'm seeing all. They're going to the same places. They went to the Bum Angel, um, which was a, a restaurant that we went to. It's not actually called the Bum Angel. I think it's called the the Burn Angle or something like that. But it looks the it, it looks like Bum Angel. Yeah. Um, and the same churches and oh god, I miss it, Dan. I miss the singing mm. so much. It does feel weird not being there. That's that's for sure. Gonna have to get used to it, mate. This is it. Yeah. You're out now. Yeah. You're too old. You're old and haggard and done. Yeah. Sad times. Sad times. Well, if we're gonna if we're gonna be critical about things, including our age, we should probably take this over to the next corner. Oh, nice. Well done. There are there are a few things that we could talk about here, apart from complaining about getting old mm-hmm. um, and our ages. Um, so I have been getting back into reading recently i okay. i've i had some time away and uh, you know i don't know if you do this as well i presume in the nature of your degree mate i suppose you couldn't but like i just fell out of reading for several mm-hmm. months and you know at the start of this year i was smashing books out i was i was like get five books read this year already yeah. and then i just took several months off and it's only been the past couple of days that i've really gotten back into it and i have been devouring homo deus by yuval noah harari so this is the sequel to sapiens oh yeah see i know i haven't read this it's 
interesting. It's not as good as Sapiens. I'll say that, but it's a, it's a different mm-hmm. book. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'll include a link in the show notes. I did a book review of Sapiens, which is kind of like a sweeping history of all of humanity. Um, and I, it's one of my favorite books. I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a brilliant. It is a brilliant book. It's stonking. It's like yeah. the, the the analogy that I had at the time um, was it's like being led to the top of a very tall tower having spent your entire life on the ground and suddenly Mm. seeing the landscape you know and how the lay of the land and you were just too close to the ground and you were blinded by the trees to see where everything sat in relation to everything else Mm. um and uh, homo deus does a lot of the same things um and it specifically looks at comparing religions and by religions it basically means any ethical system um so that includes you know proto-religions and spiritualist and animalist beliefs but then also going into for example the first religions in sumeria and whatnot morphing into um, christianity islam buddhism but then also counting humanism uh, which as a religion and that is basically the world's dominant religion at the moment Um, and looking at how that has evolved and how that is going to evolve in the future with the coming of technology that basically renders humans obsolete Mm. Uh, and it's it is a fascinating book i've really really um enjoyed reading it and, and i think i've enjoyed reading it because i enjoyed sapiens and if you enjoyed sapiens i'd recommend giving this one a read i will be doing a book review of this in more detail but i also enjoyed it because i read the master algorithm by pedro domingos which is what it says on the tin really it's about machine learning and uh, that's a massive part of this book and like where where Yuval Noah harari thinks we're gonna go gonna go in the future i think it's a little bit light on the details it definitely skims over stuff it's not as comprehensive and just skips over stuff in a bit too laissez-faire kind of way compared to sapiens i will say that but it is very good so yeah if you if you enjoy sapiens i'd recommend giving it a go it's worth worth checking out of the library you know Mm, i shall i shall um have you what have you been reading have you done any reading since you finished your your degree yeah i've been reading well i've i've now finished fatherland so I need to pick up the sequel to that. I mentioned that a, a while mm-hmm. ago, and that's been pretty jolly. Um, I'm then I've, I'm yet to read because he's been away. My housemate James got back today from he had a little stint in Croatia. Um, he mm-hmm. has now finished Good Omens, so I'd like to read that. And having seen the series, to see how the book stands up. I've also been meaning to. It's been ah. sitting on my shelf for ages. Stephen Fry's Mythos. Oh, I've heard, I've heard the name. Mm-hmm. What's it about? It's basically him retelling a selection of classic myth myths um, in his own way, in his own kind of manner. Um, but he does that right. quite well. Uh, so, okay. to be honest, I haven't really been reading as since finishing Fatherland. I haven't read a great deal. I've been devouring podcasts at a rate of knots, and I've also, having been on about a two month break from listening to the Harry Potter audiobooks on repeat. I'm now back. I'm back with a vengeance with that. So <laughs> For we the are... 50th repeat of all the Harry Potter books. It's crazy. I can't... I, I, it's it's mad. I'm, I'm on uh, the Philosopher's Stone and it's just really nice and I find it very soothing and I can match, not only get all the words, but match Stephen Fry's intonation. I know it that well, which is really embarrassing. <laughs> but it's cool. I like it. You're passionate about something, Dan. And as we talked about in a very early episode of this show, you shouldn't be, never be ashamed to be enthusiastic about something, you know? Absolutely. You do you. I shall. I plan um, to. <laughs> repeatedly whilst listening to Stephen Fry yes um, but I mean yeah because it's one of those things that you did a degree that you had to do so much reading for yes you you didn't want to really do any reading on the side because you 
You dad your not film. really. Yeah, I had I, I I would get excited about very niche things. So I don't know if you can remember. This is when you lived with me. Um, one day I remember doing a tweet. It was when I'd received the hardback book, like uh, written script version of the Cursed Child. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember opening my door. The postman was there, and I was standing there in my pajamas with hair all over the place because I, you know, I'd only been up for about half an hour. And he must have been doing a, a round of people, you know, round of ser- a series yes. of deliveries for this particular book. And he just looked at me and said, yeah, "Parcel yeah. for you, Harry." And I went, "Oh, thanks," and took it, <laughs> and uh, and then and devoured it within about two hours. I just sat on the sofa and went, "Right, here we go." <laughs> well, I'm about to get myself disappointed so hard. Well, yeah. Um, in retrospect, but uh, yeah, otherwise there hasn't been, I, with the exception of kind of things. I, you know, I might take a book on holiday at Christmas or something. And oh, and then I did re- I read that. I saw Eternity the other night. I remember talking about that a while ago, which is that one about mm. the English choral tradition with specific reference yeah, to King's College Cambridge, yeah. which is really interesting. If you have any interest in choral music, I think you especially, you should absolutely read it. I think you'd find it really interesting. Yeah, I've had that recommended, and I've had Oh Sing Unto the Lord recommended. Yes, that's, that's meant to be very good as well. premise. So, okay, yeah, I'll have to get on it. I mean, I was thinking when I was reading, because I was talking with the, I was on a, a trip today. It was, it's been a very long day today, Dan. I went, I got up at six uh, to go on a filming trip, uh, which I, I can talk about because it will, it will probably be released when this comes out. Anyway, who cares? Um, with Robo Race. So I went to have a look at the, uh, these remote, these, these self-driving cars. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were on a racetrack uh, doing, doing a hill climb um, today. And I was talking to the producer who was working with me on the train. And we just had a really, really long, lovely chat. Um, hey, Nibras, if you're listening, um, uh, on the train about books. And I was like, I don't really remember the last time I read fiction. And I really love reading fiction. I just haven't I just haven't dedicated any time to it. So I really want to get back into the habit that I had before of having like one non-fiction book and then one fiction book on the go at the same time. So depending on your mood, you can, you know, alternate. But yeah, yeah. I want to I get back into reading fiction. It's been so long since I've had just just read a good story. It's a special Especially thing. Especially seeing as I've been spoiled by watching Star Trek. I've been watching, I just finished The um, the Best of Both Worlds, which is the legendary episode where Captain Picard uh, gets assimilated by the Borg. Oh, right. I was like, oh, this is so good. This is such a good story. Um, it's like better than the two, it's a two-part episode and it's better than some movies. Like it's better than a lot of movies that I've watched. And I was just like, oh, stories, man. Stories. Yeah. Sick. <laughs> So yes, um, if people can we ask for that? Can we ask for a correspondence in this section? Can we just say if you've read a really good story recently, hit us up. Send us yeah, send us an email, spongeelectricgmail.com. Sure. I'd I'd be interested in some record. I've got like seventy recommendations in my Goodreads. I think the top thing is Asimov, but I'm open to new suggestions. Mm. Is there anything else that you'd like to criticize, or should we move on? Not really. It's been a kind of quiet one. I mean, I was. I've been watching some driving videos because I had my second lesson this morning. Boring what stuff is it? Like uh, what What were you watching in the videos? What were you trying to to get help with? It wasn't so much getting help, but it was comparing how other driving teachers explain things compared to my own teacher. I see. Which is no reflection on him. Like he's a he's fantastic. He's really really brilliant. But it's just things kind of like talking about how you know. Really, it's it, for me. It's remembering the order of things and when to do what in what circumstance. Like remembering, like this is the routine that I have from sitting in a stationary car and the, the car is turned off. What do I do to turn turn this car on and start moving and pulling out into you know into the road? You know, mm. what is the kind of what's the step list of things? 
Um, and like you say, it's not going to be a reflection on your teacher. It's just that if you get the same information several times over, yeah. you're more likely to retain that information in different sure. ways. For sure. So I had a two. I had two hour. A two hour lesson this morning. I wasn't in a car park. I was in a kind of a residential area. So I had more old ladies to hit, basically, which you, it increases your score multiplier by two every one you hit. So, <laughs> um, unfortunately, I didn't hit anybody today, but that's always next week. But it was, you'll it was beat really that fun. high score. I know you're going to beat your high score. I did some kind of like I did some like three point turn things. Uh, oh yeah, and uh, I got up to third gear. Woo-hoo! Oh, um, which is pretty exciting. Devil. I'm yet I'm yet to go over forty five miles an hour, which is good given that I'm in a residential zone, obviously, but. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was really fun. He's a really nice guy. He's very calm. He's very soothing. I think he'd be perfect for ASMR. He's got that oh, kind of a yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Nice. Um, and he's a musician, and we just had a kind of a nice chat. But two hour lessons are good because you can really kind of put into practice when you start. Like I hadn't really done a great deal, and by the end of it, I was mm. like, I've really achieved a lot today. So I think next week we're actually going to be going. We're going out on the road proper to do junctions and, and things and Ooh. crossings. So this is lovely. This is wholesome critics corner. You've just, just been criticizing your driving instructor and come to the mm. conclusion that he's great. He's a lovely man. See, yeah. we can, we can do this nicely people, you know, For we sure. can be nice. We just often choose to be bastards. Top lad. So you guys, you all know the drill by now. It's that time of the podcast where we say a massive thank you to our supporters on Patreon. Patreon is the well, really the only way that this uh, this podcast can can stay up and running. Really, it's 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 your your goodwill and donations that pay for our hosting and our donations to the Wikimedia Foundation. Any competitions that we run, uh, anything that requires some form of fiscal monetary investment, um, we we look to you for aid. That's the thing. We don't want to run ads on this podcast, and we, we felt that that community support is the best way to do it. And we, it does allow for community rewards because we will we um very uh, publicly announcing the people that support us in this very podcast in just a moment. But just want to say as a kind of uh, point of information for everybody: if you are a top cat or top dog supporter, and you are in the uh, Discord, the it's actually the Doctor Simon Clark Discord because it's just everything that I do all in one place. Um, there is now a new label that you can choose for yourself that will distinguish you as either a top cat or a top dog patron um so go check in your settings that it's in the announcements um channel is it channels for discord i genuinely don't know i think it's channels yeah and there'll be information about how to claim it there that's if you are a top cat or top dog supporters what are those supporters though dan what who are these people well for my favorite animal of choice we're going to have to go straight to the top dogs and the top dogs are ben mcmurtry Eric Shun, Eric Bolliger, Jay Wright, Kyle Much, Maggie, Marutva Kirapunyawat, Nina Colton, Peter Reed, and Rory Healy. I, of course, would like to thank the top cats. Those people are, of course, Choco Cat, Colm Mansfield, Dan Hanvey, Devon Hill, Ferdinand Singh, Hans J, Hartman Dutt, Isabel Ostrowski, Kodzo, Leila Medina, Lewis Watson, Oliver Burkhart, Oliver Craigie, Omar Miranda, Princess Andromeda, Rents Kirk, River Ward, Tapio Kirkinen, and William Humphreys. Thank you so much 
For those of you who support the show at patreon.com forward slash the wikicast, you can choose to donate a dollar a month uh, for either Team Cat or Team Dog, or you can choose to donate more than $5 a month, $5 a month or more, and you'll be either a top cat or a top dog, and you will get a shout out in every episode that you support us for, because we love you. We love the people that do donate a dollar as well, but we there's a lot of those people. And, you know, you know what? I actually, we, we don't give them enough credit. I'm just going to read out some random team cat names from people who are uh, uh, $1 a month cats. Well, I might I might do the same. How many, actually, interestingly, how many team cats do you have, Simon? Uh, we have 21 people at $1. Oh, do you only have 21? Oh, wow, how many do you uh, have? I have, uh, I have 23. Oh, you clawed it back Ooh, a bit. But how many yeah. top top dogs do you have? Because we have nineteen. Oh, uh, look, cats. I don't. I don't think we need to go into that. I think that's. Uh, oh, I think we do. I actually uh, really think that we do. Well, we have. Uh, we have one hundred. Oh no, sorry, ten. Ten. We have ten. There we go. You see, cats. ten of the best people this podcast has to offer. The best, not dogs. including ourselves. So automatically worse than cats. Feel free to correct me, guys. If you if you want to put your financial support for Team Dog, please be my guest at patreon.com forward slash the wikicast. But just some random thank yous just to shout out to the $1 Team Cats. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to thank out, shout out Errol Barnes, who has, who has pledged $1.25 just to just to set him, set themselves apart from everybody else. And has the name <laughs> um, of the Weasley's Owl, which I like. Yeah. Yes, that's oh, that's nice. I like that. I'd like to ha- say thank you to um, Emily Asbrink because the A of Asbrink has a little circle over the top of it, like a halo, and it's nice. I'm not sure how you're supposed to pronounce that. That's a Danish thing, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not. I'm actually not sure. Well, who knows, Emily? If you're listening, tell us. Send us an email with you saying your name, and we will yes. play it on the show. Yeah. I, I mean, also, just just I'm picking names here at random. I mean, Ruta, Xenia. Uh, Keegan Amrine, Hamish Glover, Alicia Williams, Anna Bryan. Thank you, thank you so much, everybody, for supporting the show. This is, There's this is also incredibly wonderful. One of our one of our team dogs has a, a has the name Simon Donkers, which is brilliant. Yeah, so I, I recognise that those, name. Simon but that Donkers. Bring, that name brings me a heck of a lot of joy. We, I mean, we've, <laughs> we've got Sarah Cook, we've got Nathan Smith, uh, we've got Georgia D. Buria, Buriat, Buri, Buriate, Georgia de Buriate. That's hey, probably not. Poopy. Babidi peepidi poopy. Georgia, um, <laughs> send your abusive emails uh, to spongyelectric@gmail.com. I apologise profusely for that. There we go. If we insult the people who financially support us, more engagement, more emails, more content. This is yeah. we've been missing a trick, Dan. <laughs> Top lad. Now I am very excited because okay. we are now coming up to the newly minted confession corner. Yeah, very nice. And we we have had some confessions that have come in. I, I need I, um, to log into Gmail. Hang on. Let me just access my Google Mail. Oh, look, we've got... Conf- look at these confessions. Confessions. Hang on, I'm just putting on my dog collar and I'm pulling on... Oh, pulling on my cassock and surplus. Oh, oh, it's just a, oh, it's just doing up all the zips. Hairy. There we go. Right, okay. That's all good. Right, I'm putting on... I'm just going to... I'm, I'm just going to slide on my Episcopal ring. Oh I'm just gonna hang on. I'm just gonna crack my back in anticipation. Ah, lovely, very nice. There you go. Oh, hang on, sorry, it's cracking more. Wait, I need to uncrack it in the other direction. Ah, Ooh, there you go. Ah, <laughs> okay, I think I'm ready. I think you should kick us off, Father. Oh, Father, Father Moore. <laughs> father, Father Simon. It's got to be your first name. 
Sorry, Father Daniel. Yes, so you're you're quite right, Father Daniel. Father Daniel um, has to be Irish, hasn't he? Father Daniel. It's lovely to see you, my child. This whole thing. Absolutely not. Because Brian will be furious. We got an email here from Anonymous. Forgive me, fathers, for I have sinned. I once cheated in a third-year control systems test where 30%, sorry, 30%, by looking at someone else's cheat sheet for a constant I had put on mine. I'm now in my final fourth year, sorry, fourth year, nice. and it still haunts me when I set tests. So you, so, so dear Anonymous, you cheated by looking at someone else's cheat sheet. I, it, it's, it's, I suppose that is cheating. That it's is, like, it's, it's like second Father, degree cheating. Father Simon, it's like cheatception. It's like one of them films they show to the youth. <laughs> Those films, yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, it's like really shit Graham Norton. <laughs> yes. Now okay. I think, Father Simon, I think I can hear a knocking at the door. Wait, we I haven't absolved we've... Anonymous yet. Oh, that's right. I do apologise. That's absolutely awful for him. Uh, Father Simon, if you'd like to do the honours. Uh, Anonymous, in the name of the Clark, the Moor, and the Holy Danvey, you're hereby absolved of your second degree cheating. Marvellous. Oh, little tears come into my eye. Oh, <laughs> Uh, yes, my child, enter, enter this, uh, enter this den of cleansing. And said, we have a message here from anonymous. Forgive me, fellows, for I have faltered. You see, when I was around the age of six or so, I had a nasty habit of stealing cacti from the supermarket. I don't think we oh, have cacti in this part of uh, this part of pedantry, which is the, uh, the county in which we live. <laughs> county pedantry. The county pedantry. Exactly. I distinctly very remember exact. many. I distinctly remember many mornings with my mom in the checkout line where I just so happened to forget to set my plant for payment. My mom would ask me if I'd paid for the plant and I would lie, you know, like a liar. Ooh, that's sick. Being that I was six and terrible at caring for plants, the demand to replace the fallen foliage was quite high and this happened several times. Being, st- uh, being that I'm nearly 23 years old uh, and I still think of my early years as a thief, I really am in need of teeth. an Oprah as a, level. As a teeth. As a teeth. Uh, a teethling. Bard. Level four. <laughs> I really am in need of Oprah level absolution. Here's to hoping this absolution can reach across the pond. Yours, tr- yours truly, the cacti crook. The cacti crook, I mean, come like on. Crook. The crook. The cacti crook. Level, th- level four. <laughs> teethling mage. What's in your backpack there? Oh, I got ten cacti. <laughs> They're really uncomfortable in me back. Madam, put the, put the, put the cacti down. For Christ's sake. What? Put it down now. <laughs> Put now, that cacti what, just, down. Put it down now. What I would like to just point out is you were terrible at caring for plants. These are literally cacti. Yeah. How do you f*** up caring for a plant that grows in the f***ing desert? How mm. bad are you? You have the yeah. opposite of green fingers. You have necrophile, like, like, like Goldan from World of Warcraft. Like when you just touch them, you've sapped your life energy. Oh, gosh. How are you so bad at caring for cacti? That's the biggest sin here. No, no, no. You were stealing plants worth probably pence. Like, you, were that, stealing, not... you were stealing cacti and then killing them. Double sin. You know what, Dan? This sounds like quite a prickly issue that we're dealing with here. De- oh, very nice, very nice. Well, the important thing is you've 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 come to the chapel, you've entered yep. the confessional, you've genuflected, you've, you've been honest, you've been true, you have, you've genuflected, bless you, you've you've reflected as well, 
and you've... Uh, and you've, and uh, you know, and the abs- and the, the absolution that you so wish is here in the name of... Oh, hang on. Now, how did you, you remember do what it? I said? It was, the, <laughs> it was the Moor and the Clark, the Clark and the Moor and the Holy Danby? The Moor, the Clark and the Holy Danby. Okay, uh, in the name of the Moor and the Clark. There we go. That's it. I bet you feel that. I bet that's a heck of a weight off your mind. There we go. You see, the, the, the cacti crook. The <laughs> cacti crook has been absolved. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, is this the best idea we've had in a long, long while? Oh, I think boy. so. Okay. And then finally, is that another knock on the door there, Father Daniel? I think it might be, Simon. Would you would you pull up, pull the curtains aside? Ah, hello. It's anonymous. Before you draw back the curtains, Simon, I think you've also got to close your eyes and then draw back the curtains. I close oh, I- my eyes. Drew back the curtains. Ah. What's that from? I don't actually know that reference. It's Joseph and his Technicolor Dreamcoat, my dude. Which I've never listened to. Well, I'm, I'm not a big musicals fan. I'm certainly not a Lloyd Webber fan. How dare you? I'm sorry, but look, Anonymous is standing here. Sorry, let me just let me just relay what Anonymous has to say here. Anonymous, uh, yeah, so yeah, I've got that right. Let me just let me just relay that. Um, sorry, daddies, I've been a bit naughty. Oh God, oh crumbs. <laughs> I generally skip steps when going up a flight of stairs, stepping every other one. Otter. I always have a mental not every, every other, other one. Other one. I, I always have a mental it. exercise of counting to see if by the time I get to the top, I land on an odd step or an even step. Sometimes, oh. if a particular staircase lacks an even number, I cheat and combine the count with another nearby uneven flight of stairs and consider the next stair count to be valid. Oh my god! Yeah, I never thought I'd say this. In the, in the name of this service, but you're a filthy f***ing degenerate. That's... Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Oh my God, it's an absolute psychopath. We got an odd stare, heretic. To, it's to the, much like in rugby, it's to the sin bin with you. Oh, wars were 4th and 15th century Europe over lesser heresy. Get thee to the Catholic skip. Go. Amazing. So, if you, so this person skips stairs if... The, and then combine stairs to make an even number. Wow. I mean, that's now, incredible. Can I make a confession to you, Dan? Mm. I some I do do the same thing where I count how many stairs, and it does irk me if it's not an even number of, of stairs. Like I will I will deliberately, if I know that a set of steps has an odd number of stairs, I sorry, a, a set of steps, I will deliberately go up by one step to begin with and then do two steps at a time. So that yeah. I finish with a two stepper. As I like to call it, as it's I, known I, in the I biz, mean, exactly in the step yeah. biz. Yeah. Um, I mean, anonymous here has weak willpower. But what is the number one rule of of confession? You've come to this sacred place. You've entered our chapel. You've asked permission. <laughs> you've uh, you've come to the confessional seeking redemption. And by Christ, redemption ye shall have, my child. Uh, it was a mistake to put this confession booth at the top of such a long flight of stairs. Yeah, <laughs> especially when it's not so an even, it's not a f***ing even number, for Christ's sake. And Anonymous did look rather perturbed <laughs> through the confession. In in the name of the Clark and the Moor and the Holy Danvy, you are hereby absolved of your sin, Anonymous. May Christ have mercy on your soul. Please take a please take a a, a breath mint on the way out and sign the sign the visitors book. <laughs> If Leave us like a review to, on, on if you'd like to, We should. We should. We should add a new tier. We should add a new tier of donation to the to the Patreon, which is a like even less than a dollar a month, and it's going to um, it's going to a fund to rebuild the, the uh, chapel roof. <laughs> <laughs>
Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh for my just God. 50, well, and it's got to be in cents because it's an island. 50 cents a month, and you can help repair the chapel roof. Oh my God. That is well, well, if, I love this. This please, is brilliant. This is such a good idea. Please, uh, dear readers, if you would like to confess to something, and if you would like an Oprah style guaranteed absolution, then please send us an email to spongyelectric at gmail.com. Put confession corner or confession or something in the subject line, and we will anonymize everything that's sent. It could be as serious or as silly as you want, and we will absolve you of your sins, my dear children, Absolutely. in the name of the Moor, the Clark, and the Holy Danby. In the meantime, though, Dan, we do have some other correspondence to attend to. Actually, do we? I don't think we do. Oh, this is an awkward start to this section. Yeah, no. Um, the, all, the, all the correspondence was in confessions. <laughs> well, Simon, what have we learned this week? Well, Daniel, um, we've learned that we need better f***ing listeners. No, um, <laughs> no, this was entirely my fault. We released the episode late because it was meant to be going out on Sunday. I had to escort a pixel girl back home on Sunday. We got back late, and then on Monday, I was actually recording with the, the Oxcast all afternoon, which wasn't meant to happen. So the show only went out on Tuesday, and we're recording this late on um, Wednesday? Is it Wednesday? It's Wednesday today. It's Wednesday, my dudes. <laughs> wow, that's peaky. Um, um, yeah, so we haven't had much time for correspondence, but that means that if you would like to write into us at spongyelectricalgmail.com, that can be with a, um, a confession or it can just be thoughts on the show, as we will get to in just a moment. Um, please, please do send your thoughts in. So, well, this episode's going to be a bit shorter than normal. Um, it is. It is. Short but sweet. Is there, is there anything you want to add? Is there anything we've missed this week? Uh... <laughs> no, I don't think I mean, so. It's been a there was something week. that I, I meant to mention earlier and we just didn't quite get around to. So I said that it was an early day today, right? It was an early start. Which fuck, f- it. We're just going to put it in this section now. Why not? And um, I had to get up at at six to get this train because um, I was going off to Worcester, and um, I was super paranoid. This was a work trip. I couldn't afford to miss this train, right? And you know how if you have to get up early, you get paranoid about mm. oh yeah but what if i sleep in like what if i what if i miss this alarm what what if i For don't sure. get ready in time yeah um <clears throat> so i set i got pixel girl to set an alarm at six i went to sleep really restlessly and i was just just couldn't couldn't switch off at all and i just drifted off to sleep i think and then i jolted awake and i was like i've got to go get ready and i i immediately left the, the bedroom and started to get my stuff together and, and pixel girl was like what are you what are you doing and i was like i've got to, i've got i've got to go and get this train <laughs> she looks at her phone and was like it's 1 a.m mm. <laughs> like, yeah. i was just so on autopilot that i yeah. like was literally getting ready for, for and it was like totally dark outside i was like oh, i've got to get i to get ready and then i went back to sleep and i woke up probably every hour subsequently and then by the end of the night i think i was dreaming in computer code i was convinced that i had to wake up at six and then fix the field of view parameter on how my code was working in order for me to be able to catch this train and then when i actually woke up at six because the because her alarm and the alarm that i set midnight like at some point like two or three a.m went off mm. i was like oh i've just got to put my clothes on mm. oh oh well this is underwhelming yeah. <laughs> it's like it's just as well that we sleep that we we live together now or i would have just left the house at like 1 a.m yeah. there we go so yeah it's been a very long day I, I i'm a tired boy but tell you what that confession corner has really really revitalized me dan um, are you perked are you perked up 
I am fully erect right now. That's good to mentally. Know. And I'm, on that I'm, bombshell. I'm... Did you say bombshell? Yes. <laughs> and on that bombshell. Oh boy, I'm tired. Um so uh so Daniel, what have we learned today? Simon, today we've learned about note taking. Oh, holy f- that gem featuring the notes of President Jimmy Carter from his private meeting with Pope John Paul II, October 6, 1979. <laughs> Fascinating. Why? Why that photo? God oh. knows. God knows. We also had my choral piece of the week, which was uh, Kenneth Layton's Collegium, Collegium Magdalene, which will be added to uh, the... Your playlist, uh, yeah. Page. And there'll be, ooh, there'll be some more ooh, And we have well. to say a massive thank you. Two, two, two. Oh, crumbs! Me, I never thought you'd say. Thank you so much. No, not you. You can f- off. Um, <laughs> the wiki cast had a message from a a brilliant soul. How do I see messages? Inbox. Yeah, there you go. It's not that hard, Dad. Come on. <laughs> how do I? Oh God, how they do really I hide do this? this stuff. How do I find it? So I need. To, I want to say a massive thank you to Sawyer Westbrook. Because Sawyer, the the legend, has um, recreated my choral music choral music playlist on Spotify. Oh, round of applause! Yeah. So uh, what a top lad! Uh, this person emailed in earlier this week, uh, saying, "Hi guys, I've recreated Dan's playlist on Spotify as requested. Hopefully, nobody's beat me to it. I was going to tweet it to you, but figured it might get lost in the fray. Here it is, best Sawyer. Thank you so much. This will be at this link will be added to the show notes. So now." Whether you're on a uh, whichever fruit-based device you're on, be it Apple or Android or whatever, um, then you can listen to the music, uh, the songs I'm singing. Perfect. Brilliant. Listen to the joy that they bring us. Yeah, that's the lyrics, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, so, and and yeah, there'll be lots of links actually because we talked about a few pieces this week. Uh, before mm. um, I ranted a bit about Homo Deus, and we talked about reading a bit. And do send, but yeah, send in some book recommendations if you for fiction specifically, and, and why what you what you'd recommend and why why you think I'd enjoy it. Absolutely. Um, to gmail dot com. We um, uh, gave a shout out to lots of people in in Patreon corner this week, and then. Our new favourite section of the show. That was where I was hoping you were going to come in. Confessions Corner. There we go. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Sharp That's as right. a whistle. No. Sharp no, as was a whistle. Quiz. What's Sharp it? as a whistle. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's, it's, oh, was it bright as a whistle? Sharp He's- as a thistle. That's- He's not the sharpest tool in the shed. No, I'm really, I'm really not. I'll tell you what oh, he was. Boy. He was looking kind of dumb. Sounding it as well. Yeah. Not damn. And then we had no correspondence because it was entirely my fault. I'm I'm not even going to try and deflect that one. Um, but um, that's all that we have time for in this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your podcasting service of choice. You can like us on Facebook. And if you'd like to see our faces, check out our YouTube channel, Spongy and Electric. Fiction book recommendations, confessions, and other thoughts on the show can be sent to us at spongyelectric at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Join us again for another tumble down the wiki rabbit hole. And, and we'll see you next time. time.